Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Welcome back to the Encounter YA podcast. Today, we're talking all about sanctification and what that process has looked like in each of our lives. We're so glad to have you back, and we hope you enjoy today's conversation. Sanctification. Are you sanctified? <laughs> That's how we should start it. Can we just use that, please? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so obviously today we are talking about sanctification. That's probably the best podcast opening we've ever had. Um. Anyways, we're talking about this big churchy word, sanctification. And I think it's interesting. I'm really glad that we're talking about it because I think it's one of those things that we 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 tend to reject sometimes, like the churchy words, like, mm-hmm. oh, we don't need to use these big churchy words. like, And we kind of set those things aside. And I think a lot of times it is throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So sanctif- sanctification really is, the definition is to sanctify, to set apart, to consecrate, or to purify from sin. All of those are big churchy words, right? And And so what does it actually mean? I really think that sanctification is the process of becoming like Jesus, more and more like Jesus, where our character and our life actually looks more and more like Jesus. And we wanted to kind of begin the podcast by reading this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And it says this, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And we're going to talk about a few more verses as we kind of process what does this look like? What does this mean in our lives? And we're trying going to try to really make it practical, but also just talking about this word, right? Because we we don't want to throw the baby out with bathwater. We actually want to talk uh, talk about this. So the big one, the big thing that we kind of wanted just to open the podcast with is this positional sanctification, right? So what does this actually mean? It happens at the moment of salvation, right? And this is where God sets uh, people apart from himself. So when we confess our sins, we put our faith in Jesus's death and resurrection when God has drawn himself to us. This is kind of what we would say is like positional um, sanctification, right? So uh, our lives don't resemble the life of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. right? But positionally, we've been put in a position. We've been set apart. Yes, we've been Mm -hmm. set apart. We have been saved from our sin. And so even our if even if our life doesn't match that lifestyle of of walking away from sin those type of things this is kind of the fir- the fact and the act of we we belong to um God right and so uh 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2 um uh, Paul states that those to those who are sanctified in Christ so he's talking about those who are sanctified right they've been set apart they've already been saved so he's writing this letter to those people who have been saved and then in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17, it says that if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Again, this is kind of this past tense where we have been sanctified and we're still working out the process of being sanctified. So when God looks at us after we're saved, what does he see? That's a kind of the question mm-hmm. that I always like to ask because he sees uh, the blood of Jesus over our lives, right? It says that he's erased our sin as far as the east is from the west. And so a lot of times, I think um, when we are wrestling with uh, sin and our identity, we get these things kind of messed up, mm-hmm. right? It's like, like, yes, we do wrestle with sin. And we'll kind of talk about this here, here in a little bit as we kind of move forward. But also when, when God looks at us, 
he sees the blood of Jesus covering us. And right. so positionally, we are sanctified. We're set apart, all those things. Now, the, the process of sanctification is kind of different than the positional side of sanctification. Yeah, so that's kind of called uh, progressive or practical sanctification. So that's kind of what we most commonly think about when we think of sanctification. We think of that process of, of living a life without sin and moving glory to glory, right? So um, it occurs over time by the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, and it involves that response from us so we're, that we're actively involved in this process of sanctification that God is doing in us. So, of course, it's all by God's power, but of course, then he invites us into that because that's who God is. is he right. invites us into this process. So Titus 2, 11 through 12 is for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. So then also 2 Timothy 2, 21 is those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be the instruments for special purposes made holy and useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. So this, I think these are really two goals right here, this verse and then this next one, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, is therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from any everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So these two things are really great goals um, to be like, this is what it means to be a living sacrifice, right? You're cleansing ourselves from um, unholiness so that we are then used by God for every great work that he has already prepared for us. And then we're also, um, you know, purifying ourselves and being perfect holiness out of our reverence for God. It's not out of our, you know, own strength or out of our own, you know, um, kind of fear even. Mm -hmm. It's out of this reverence for how holy God is and what he's done for us, right? We're, we're, you know, submitting and leaning into God in order to serve him with our lives. That's sure. the holy sacrifice and um, what sanctification, you know, calls us to do. Sure. Yeah. I think that'd be a good, a good like moment to kind of um, pause really quickly to talk about kind of um, what we were talking about before we started recording mm -hmm. was there's a, a few different ways to look at um, sanctification. And so I think a lot of what we just talked about comes out of our view, the way that we view sanctification. Right. So right. the way that we would view sanctification is that positionally we are like perfect, right? We're covered by the blood of Jesus. But like when it comes to practical like life, our our life doesn't fully resemble the life of Christ, right? I We could probably look back yesterday and find a few things that we sinned, right? right. And, it, and if you're listening to this podcast, you could probably think back and be like, yep, I probably sinned yesterday. And you could you could think about that, right? So there's a couple different ways. So like the way we view it is like it's this kind of up and down process where like positionally we're saved by the we're saved by Jesus. But when we walk out our lives, it's kind of up and down where there's, you know, maybe a few good months where there there might be a chance that we didn't sin and mm -hmm. we're walking in that perfected life where we're not choosing to sin. We're living as close as we can to the life of Jesus. But mm -hmm. then there's ups and downs, right? Where there's kind of ebbs and flows where we struggle with sin. We walk back and forth. We kind of fall back and we move forward, fall back, and move forward. So that's really, that's kind of the up and down. And that's why, and that's where most of this uh, podcast is coming from. Mm -hmm. There's a couple other views that are really interesting um, to me is, and, and I think the big one um, that I wanted to talk about, and a few of my friends who, who live overseas, they really, this is where they, they got hung up on is that they the way they viewed scripture and the way they viewed uh, sanctification 
is that when we are saved, we are perfected. And then we have to live from that perfection, right? So there are basically like we we have been sanctified, right? So the way they view that is like we've been perfected. And so we have to live that perfect life, Mm -hmm. right? And so when they would struggle and wrestle with sin, Mm -hmm. they would actually start to doubt that their salvation. Like, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm perfect, how can I sin? Mm -hmm. And so I think the way that we view sanctification, the way we view that process is really important. Mm And that if um, basically it's kind of like, um, you know, there's another view that basically it's like, it's not as up and down, but it's more of like this process where you should never backslide, right? You're mm-hmm. progressively going, you're going, you're going, you're going. And the issue that I have um, with kind of that, hey, you start at perfect, you live at perfect in this like uh, progressive, like going straight up almost, and there's no room for error mm-hmm. is that there's no room for the grace of God in mm-hmm. the midst of that. And I think that those other two views really push back on this issue, like, um, like we are still human, mm-hmm. and we still struggle and we wrestle, and we're not Jesus. And so I think those are the things that we have to think about when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, sanctification. So there's a couple there's a couple other things, uh, different views. I think those are kind of the big ones that I yeah. wanted to mention, and that the fact that. We lean towards the the first one, where it's this up and down process, where um, we're continually becoming more and more and more like Jesus, but it's a process and there's ebbs and flows. Yeah, definitely. So another little side note is First Corinthians three verses one through three. Paul is stating to the church of Corinth um, that they are not acting like who they are. He kind of portrays like you know he says people that live by the Spirit, but instead I'm addressing you as mere humans, and so he kind of like. Yeah talks about how they aren't acting the way that they should be as people in Christ or can be that the Holy Spirit has the power to do this in your life. But, you know, you're acting as mere humans. They needed milk instead of meat and all that kind of stuff. And he talks about like these levels of maturity and this process for the Church of Corinth. And so that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, And that these, you know, two things of our positional um, sanctification and then also this progressive sanctification kind of meet here right. where when Paul is speaking right. to the church of Corinth and you know our failure to walk out the holiness that we've been given right, right. so that's kind of a really good example of kind of our view on that it would right. be um, kind of through first Corinthians chapter three yeah well, and the rest of it too yes. but <laughs> um, so then the last one here is perfected sanctification which sanctification is then complete upon Christ's return Philippians 1 6 is he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion right yeah. so fully sanctified and holy when Christ returns and you know Christ makes all things new we have the new earth and all those things right yeah. we are now that's it you know there you know there will be a day where there is no wrestling yeah. right Right. So that's, that's kind what, of that yeah, eternal hope. Yeah, and that's what scripture says is like, hey, we're becoming more and more like Christ and we'll look just like him when we see him that's face right. to face. Yep. And so just having that view. And I think for me, that that gives me hope. Like it gives me hope. There's grace for me in the moment mm-hmm. that I can, there is ebbs and flows in that, that we can have grace. And I think one of the biggest issues when it comes to the, the process of sanctification is that when... um and and there might be some people who are frustrated with the way that we handle things because they, they will say like, oh, um, there's too much grace, mm-hmm. right? There's too much grace and people can, can, you know, backslide and struggle and things like that. But I think there's a balance that has to be held because yeah. we're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect until 
that perfect sanctification happens when Christ returns. We're given new bodies. He creates a new heavens and new earth. And so I think there has to be that middle ground where we're not causing um, performance-based Christianity. Mm-hmm. We're not causing like people to, to say like, oh, if I'm not uh, perfect, then how can I be saved? But we're giving people that grace to say like, hey, we're, we're living through this process. And there will be a day that we will be perfect. And that's when Christ returns. Yeah. And ultimately, like for us, I feel like this is an endorsement of encouraging, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's not a, you know, a ticket to not care about what the Holy Spirit is doing. It's actually an encouragement to say, you know, this is what God is calling you to. You know, this is you've been made new. You've been called holy. So why not, you know, use the gift of the Holy Spirit? Right. And work towards, you know, those works should come out of you yes. because of the power of the Holy right. Spirit. Yeah, that's good. So um, I thought it would be fun for us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> is, is fun the right word? <laughs> um, I thought it would be fun if we kind of talk about the ways that we've seen sanctification in our own lives. So like, how have you been sanctified between the point of your salvation and now? Yeah. Garrett's facials right now are really fun. (laughs) I believe that. And I believe in perfection at the time of salvation. So I don't know if I have much to to say. (laughs) You're like, actually. (laughs) I I just changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So Garrett, you want to go first? Um, Sure. Yeah. I I wrote in the notes, I said Garrett's answer. And then I I wrote, talk a long time about all your transgressions. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) I think that um, there's a lot of ways. So I I think that's the thing that I, I wrestle with. I didn't know exactly what to talk about because I could, we could probably spend like 10 podcasts talking about my transgression. So sure. um, I think that for me, there's, there's just a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of wrestling still in my life where I feel like I haven't arrived. And that's the biggest thing for me that I struggle with is um, I think there's so many, I, I don't even almost, I, I have a hard time looking at the past and, and saying, like, oh, look how much I've grown. Because I feel like where I'm at and where I want to be are so far away and so distant mm-hmm. from each other that I get so caught up with this, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with that gap that I, I, and so I think it's actually healthy sometimes to look back mm-hmm. and say like, hey, look how far we've come. It's not braggadocious. It's not like, hey, look at, look at this. It's really saying like, hey, look what God has done in this amount Absolutely, of time. Absolutely, right. And not to worry about like, not to worry, but, you know, not to worry about the future, like those type of things. So I think for me that, um. You know, in college, there was obviously the radical um, change of lifestyle, the the getting away from my addiction um, to tobacco, my addiction, my my struggle with alcoholism, um, my addiction to pornography, um, those type of things. I think those are those are like those are the stark like, hey, this is how life has changed right. um, radically, you know, in those things. And and I haven't really I haven't struggled in those three areas at all. Um, and for over a decade. And so for me, that's what I mean. Like I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess, you know, like now I'm just like, Hey, I should be more patient. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't feel like I'm as kind as I should be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so, and that's what I mean. Like, I don't feel like, um, and so I think there's this weird thing what happens. Like we've been walking with Jesus from a time period. We, we start to realize like, if we can, if we keep looking internally, I think we'll always find areas of growth. Right. And that's what we're talking about. Like, we're not going to be perfect until Jesus comes back and he creates a new body for us. Mm -hmm. And so I think there will always be areas that um, the Holy Spirit will continue to convict us Mm -hmm. about as we move forward. And so obviously those are the big areas. I think for me, 
I think that, um, and this is something that you'll always hear um, from married people, is that uh, they realize how selfish they were mm-hmm. before they got married. Um, and so or in I th- marriage. Well, yes, I mean, I'm still very <laughs> selfish. Um, so, uh, and and uh, the Holy Spirit uh, called Talia will let me know. Uh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, so hope, hopefully that didn't get anybody angry. But, um, but yeah, so I think that's one of the things that for me, that's what I think that when we talk about marriage in general, and we're just talking from my experience is that um, I think marriage actually helps a process of sanctification mm-hmm. um, because you realize like, oh, I, the way I did these things, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm the right, that's the right way or, mm-hmm. or, or the wrong way, whatever that looks like. So I think for me, that's been a big process of sanctification. And then, and then you add a, a, a baby into the, into the thing and you d- realize you're not getting as much sleep and, and things start popping up <laughs> to the mm-hmm. surface and you're like, am I just a terrible human being? Like, am I, am I just, I think I'm just a terrible human being. So I think for me, um, there's just been a lot, um, to process. And I think, um, I think now I I think this is like, and I love that we're talking about this because this is really what God has really been doing in my life is like, Hey, I want you to follow me. I want you to become like me. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a lot of areas, um, that I need to work on currently. And so I think the, I think the biggest thing for me is just like, what does it actually mean to put on the character of Christ? What does it actually mean for my life to look like Jesus, um, to actually love my enemies, mm-hmm. to pray for those. And that's not just like, um, I'm realizing now that that's not just a command in scripture, but that's actually who we should be. Yeah. Does that right. make sense? Yes. Yep. Like, and I'm, I've never really seen it that way mm-hmm. before where I'm like, no, Jesus isn't just saying, hey, do this. He's like, be this. Right. Yeah. Desire these, like desire to do that for your. Yes. Like this is who you yeah. should be. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of mind blowing to me because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can do those in my own strength. But is that actually who I am? Yeah. Yep. That's really good. <laughs> and so that's the, that's the thing that I think I'm trying to wrestle with is like, I can put on a good face for 30 minutes and grit my teeth and then I go home and complain about it the whole yeah. time or whatever you know like I think those are right and, but it's like is that is that me mm-hmm. is that me being a hypocrite mm-hmm. is that and so I think for me there's a lot of areas I think that and I still struggle with sin I still wrestle with sin I still struggle with sin and so I think those are the things that are continuing for me but as like am I actually when somebody looks at my life not just the I'm on stage for 30 minutes right. life, not just the, hey, Garrett put on his pastor hat, you know, and put a tweet out or whatever, or a fire <laughs> Instagram story and yeah. Annika makes fun of you. Um, <laughs> but the, like when I'm at Walmart shopping mm-hmm. with my daughter and she's annoying the tar out of me, mm-hmm. do I look like Jesus? Mm-hmm. Do, you know, and I think that's where really the rubber meets the road because we can come to church we can do those things. We can put on a happy face. We can put on. Uh, we can put on the character of Christ and make it look really good for a couple hours a yeah. week. But when we walk out the doors, when we're not, when we're not um, sipping on um, uh, caffeine and highlighting our Bible, what does our life actually look like? Mm-hmm. You know, outside. And this is one of the things I think that, uh, and I don't want to talk about Malachi for a minute, but they're like a little window into who you are. Because mm-hmm. they end up repeating and doing the same things that you are. So we're going through the roundabouts and I'm frustrated and I'm not acting like Jesus for sure. And um, 
And for those of you who don't live in Hayes, Kansas, like don't come here because there's there's roundabouts. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, anyway, so these roundabouts, right? Nobody knows how to drive through them. I, know. I don't know how to drive through them. I know them. exactly how to drive through I know them. I do I too, it. but anyways, the weekends <laughs> are the worst because everybody yeah. from out of state or out of county or wherever, they go, try to go through them. They don't know how to go through them. I'm like, oh, come on. And then the very next roundabout, what do I hear in the back of my- oh, come on. Oh, come on. And I am just convicted. And I'm just like, and it wasn't, you know, whatever it is. It, like, I didn't cuss. I didn't do anything right, crazy. Sure. And I don't even think I, I, that's the thing is like, I don't even think that's sin. Like, I don't know how you, how you would want to define it. But I realized in that moment, I'm like, the way that I live matters. Mm-hmm. And not just because I'm trying to represent it well to my daughter, like, but I'm forming her too as a human being. I'm helping form her character. I'm helping form the way she interacts with other people. I'm helping. Right. And it's the same thing. Jesus is trying to help us form who we are, right? And and not just like, hey, try to behave this way for mm-hmm. a couple hours a week. Like this is actually who we are and who we're becoming. And mm-hmm. so I would say that's just kind of the process and and where I'm at right now in my journey. Yeah. Well, very similarly to my answer, I was going to say like the way that I kind of describe that in myself is like things grieve me that never would have. Like I actually desire to do those things and like, you know, feel convicted and and like grief when I act in certain ways or, you know, I get frustrated or I'm short with people or I'm judgmental or whatever. Those things actually grieve me. I actually care that I'm being like that. And I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, that's not what God has wants for me. That's not what God would have desired my response to be like. Mm-hmm. And I actually like in my heart feel you know, this sense of like, okay, I need to go and seek forgiveness. And then next time I'm going to work to not do that. You know, I'm going to ask God to help strengthen me in that area because clearly I'm wrestling with that. And so like, for me, I think that that is like the way that I would describe it is like, I I wouldn't have cared, you know, pre-salvation that much. Like, I just wouldn't have cared if I was saying judgmental things about a stranger or about a friend or whatever, gossip, stuff like that. Like, I remember a huge part of right after um, I came to Christ was like, I had actually lost a friend over the fact that I was like, I can't do this anymore because all we do is sit around and talk about people. Like, I can't do this. And I actually cared, (laughs) you know, and I I didn't used to. It used to be just whatever. That's what you do. You sit down and you talk about people and you get your frustrations out, you know. And like, I just was feeling so convicted and was like, I just can't like do this anymore. This isn't what God is asking of me. This isn't honoring God. This isn't honoring that person. And like that ended up, you know, making it so that we weren't friends anymore because it was not she couldn't wrap her brain around that. And so, um, you know, that's kind of like to me, those are that's proof of sanctification is like I I care about like what I listen to and what I watch and I care about how I honor God. And like I care about, you know, you know, those big things that you were talking about, like I wrote those two of like sober minded and like abstaining from sex. Those things were like the big ticket items in the beginning. And then all of a sudden it was my judgment or what I'm watching or like even little things that it's like, oh, well, it's not that bad. Like it doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah, but I can feel the change in my mind when I'm constantly listening to this type of music or whatever. I can actually sense those things and the Holy Spirit brings that to mind and brings that to my heart and is like, hey, these things are better. Like why not choose the better thing versus 
before, like I wouldn't have desired. (laughs) No, I can't say he's convicted me on that. Sorry. (laughs) I do still watch it and read it. So, Um, but (laughs) I know I'm the worst. Kick me off the podcast. Um, But, you know, that's to me, that's like the proof of sanctification in me. It's not this, um, you know, ability to be perfect, but it's actually my desire. So, so yep. like what you were saying, right, is that like this is supposed to be who I am. Like I'm supposed to be working to reflect Christ. Like I'm supposed to be displaying him, right? And like I actually deeply desire that. And yeah. I can't say that I ever would have desired that. And so this process of sanctification is like so much like an onion to me because it was the big things. And then it's like, like you said, it's like the little things like saying, come on <laughs> through right. the roundabout, you know, <laughs> like it that never, ever, ever would have grieved you yeah. like that never would have crossed your mind. No. And so um, that I think is just so important for us uh, to to realize that, it's a, that your proof, something that I like read. Um, I wrote it somewhere in here, but uh, something that I read when I was studying was like, um, it's not, uh, let me see here. Mark by. Here we go. Yeah, that it's uh, sanctification, excuse me, is marked by um, penance, not perfection. So marked by our confession and admiration, uh, or I'm sorry, confession and admission of our sins, not the lack thereof there being any sin. Right. Right. It's actually just this desire to confess with God and to sit with God and confess with others about the ways that we are working to be more like Christ, yeah. you know? Um, and then another big one that I, I felt um, was through like uh, changed me a lot through sanctification was my fear of man versus fear of God. Um, I did a lot of things that, you know, I felt I probably wouldn't have ever done because I feared rejection and I feared rejection from my friends and from yeah. other people so much more than I feared God. And yeah. and not like I'm scared God's going to just like punish yeah. me, but I, I fear more, you know, God's judgment on what's good and good and uh, evil right. versus man's version yeah. of that. And so um, that really changed my desire for holiness and. I actually, you know, wanted to live as he commanded because I I desired what he desired yeah. instead of desiring to look good to others and to feel comforted by my friends and to feel um seen by colleagues. I don't I don't desire to be seen by other young adults the way that I desire to be seen by God, right. you know. Yeah. So That's good. Um that was a huge one for me. Yeah, so I I think that's really good and I would just I would just challenge the people who are listening like what does your sanctification look like? And I think it's like I said earlier I think it's good for us to kind of look back and see where we've come to kind of to realize like man look what God has done in yeah. this short amount of time and imagine if he's done that in the last 5, 10, maybe even 2 years, whatever out 1 year, 6 months, whatever it is, what can he do in the future? Mm-hmm. What can he do? So I think it's it's helpful to look back to see to see that proof of like, hey, God has done a lot in my life. Like yeah. if you would have looked back at my life eleven years ago, you know, like you, there's no way that would have been sitting down on a podcast, no way traveling the world and preaching, no way leading a ministry, like none of that stuff would ever happen. But God, God's the God is the one who's doing the work, continuing mm-hmm. um, to do those things, and so we respond to His work. We continue to do that, but we actually have to realize like. God's the one who's doing the work. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's in the process through the power of the right. Holy Spirit. Yep. So, 
Um, the last thing we kind of wanted to, we just want to leave you with is that your sanctification will look different than the person next to you. So I think, I think this is really, really, really important because there is a process where like, especially I remember when, um, for some reason, when I, like, when I recommitted my life, uh, my trajectory into ministry was very quick comparative to almost everybody else around me. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of people who struggled with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, and 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 my life was just changed and i was i was giving up things that other people were struggling with giving up mm-hmm. and so and and i don't know why or what or but that's just the god, season that god had for me and and so now and now i look at people who've been walking with jesus for 60 years and i'm like whoa how did they learn that how did they get to that process and i realized like they're 30 or 40 years ahead of me right. in this process mm-hmm. and so we can get stuck in the comparison game um, and we can lose track of where we are with God and we can't live out somebody else's sanctification. Yeah. So right. we can't live that out because what God's doing in my life isn't the same as he's doing in your life right. in terms of our personal sanctification. And so I think there's um there's the balance and tension between holding um someone to the pursuit and vision of righteousness and also giving them the step uh, grace for the steps they're taking. So I think that that goes for our own lives, mm-hmm. right? That we need to give ourselves. We have to hold intention, like we need to pursue these things. We need to become more like Christ, but also giving them grace for the steps they're taking. Because right. um, I think uh, a big issue is when we start to condemn people for their process, is when they start giving up too. Yeah, like absolutely. oh look, it wasn't as like especially I think when it when it comes to the conversation around alcohol. There's a lot of people who come to me who are struggling with the same thing, who are asking those questions and they're like, how did you give it up? Like, I'm struggling so much. I'm like, for me, it was life or death. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, hey, if you keep doing this, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, okay, I kind of don't, I kind of like my life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that. So for me, that, that process was, it wasn't more of like, hey, God's leading me to do this. It was like, hey, yo, you're going to die, bro. Right. Like, and so for me, I think that's where um, we have to give ourselves grace. And for me, like I tell people that I'm like, hey, listen, like I was faced with a life or death situation um, and you may be too, but you don't see it as blatant in your face, like yeah. to your face. Right. Like mm-hmm. this might be a life or death thing and you just don't see the repercussions of all mm-hmm. the decisions that you're making. And so I think that um, just being aware of those things, like, hey, like when God is starting to call you into the life that he's calling you, it actually might be a life or death type of thing. Mm-hmm but we don't see the repercussions of our sin immediately like we sometimes do. So, and then last thing I think is when we're thinking about other people is to not uh, impose your perception of where someone should be in their sanctification. So especially when you're discipling people or you have friendships, I think that we should, we could easily think like, oh man, they're just, they're not as far as long as me. We start comparing ourselves to them. We get frustrated because this is the 18th time they've come to you about this issue. Right. Yes. And it's like, um, is a process. And so continuing, I think, to call them up into the person that God's called them to be. A lot of times I don't have to call people out on their sin because they're already convicted about yeah. their sin. And there are times where we sure. should sit down with somebody and say, hey, <laughs> like we, and that's what God's word, like Matthew 18 says, we need to call people out on their sin. So I'm not saying that that's not something, but a lot of times it's like, hey, this isn't who you are. Yeah. Like it's just sort of a reminder of like, this is not who I see you to be. Mm-hmm. And this behavior, this action, this is not who you are. And they know that. Like that deep down, most of them right. know that. They just need somebody to say, hey, 
Like, let's do this together. Yeah. And you can learn from other people's sanctification and you can help other people. But ultimately, there's a time where the rubber will meet the road and we'll have to own our part of our own sanctification and the people around us will have to own their part too. Right. Yeah. So the last thing is, um, is John um, 17, 17 says that your word is truth. So be in God's word. I think that's the biggest thing is like, this is how we live it out. This is how we grow and learn to walk with God. And um, yeah, so we really want to live this out, right? We want to continue to encourage people to be in God's word because we believe that the word sanctifies us. It actually helps us to live out the process of becoming like Jesus. It gives us the steps. It shows us Jesus' character, Mm -hmm. shows us how he disciples us. And the Holy Spirit will speak to us through the, the power of the word. And so this is how, how we want to learn to walk with God. And I know that this is something that we really wanted to stress. Um, even though it's all we hear, like all the time, like, hey, being God's word, being God's word, being God's word. And I think a lot of times we we are like, I know, I know. Okay, 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 okay. But, mm-hmm. but we need, we want to make sure that we encourage you. Like if God's word is truth, which we know that it is, then we need to be understanding. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know why this came to mind, but <laughs> I was thinking about like, you know, I've written like a couple books and stuff and all my friends read my books. Well, I don't know if they bought it. I don't know if they read it, but <laughs> <laughs> my my friends that that read it, they loved it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, Jesus is my friend. Why wouldn't I read his book? Mm-hmm. And so I think just interesting, like if we want to become like Jesus, we need to be in God's word. If we want to become more like him, we need to be spending time in his word. And yeah. so- Wherever you are on this journey, we just want to invite you to go deeper with Jesus. Wherever you are in your in terms of your sanctification, like we just want to invite you to continue to grow in your relationship mm-hmm. with God. And no matter where you are, if you're in the middle of one of the deepest downs or you're on top of one of the highest highs, just remember like God still cares about you. He loves you. He cares about this part of sanctifying you. He wants you to become more like him um, so that you can live a life that's worthy of being lived. Thank you for joining us today. Join us again next time as we talk all about forgiveness. Uh